With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. I haven't looked at anything, but I'm guessing... No, neither have I. I'm guessing we're just talking about... I mean, nothing really happened this week. There was nothing no, cool. Quiet. No, <laughs> nothing really... at all. Just normal, was... normal January week. I was just gonna say this has been an insane month. Like CES was kind of a flop in terms of content, but it was still like a busy time for those who were there, and it feels much more like normal. And then all of a sudden, we're just getting random surprise Apple drops. Which can we start off by just fully acknowledging that? This is 100% a scrapped event. There's no way this was planned like this. This had to be, right? Or do you not agree with me? No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think that, that the real tell is the way that we can see that um, when a lot of these assets were made, um, and, and it was months ago, it was what, October, November time. So this was all this was all in the pipeline way earlier. And it almost is enough for an event. Almost. I mean, maybe there was something else that got scrapped that meant that you know that it wouldn't be quite enough, but with one more thing, uh, it would have been, it would have been more than enough for a, a full event. Yeah, like a quick little, I don't know, that, that one that the Mac stuff was only twenty minutes, but they could have gone longer. They probably had longer. Well, Mac Pro, if if they had Mac well, Pro, right, then that would have done it. That would have that would have been a pretty solid event. What about the headset? You think the headset would have been a thing? I, I think it still it still was would have been too soon then. I think. It's more likely that that was originally planned for this month or February, and that's now been pushed back. Um, yeah, but I think there's definitely been a lot of uh, a lot of reworking in terms of how this was planned. I mean, even the video was effectively like a deleted segment of an actual um, pre-recorded video for well, an event. I think I saw somebody say that they thought that that was just shot that way on purpose, and they made that specifically for this. Why? Why would they make? Yeah, and they've not done that before. With, no, <laughs> with when they when they unveiled the iPad Pros, whenever they have right. these press releases, they've made they product videos. They never did it yeah. in the event style that we've been used to over the last few years. So, so it just it did just feel like cut run runtime from a previous event. Yeah. So interesting that, that this is the time. I mean, I wonder was it just supply chain issues that meant that they just felt that they couldn't they couldn't get these devices out in time, so it wasn't worth releasing them because. You know, I bet they would have rather had this HomePod out, especially um, before Christmas, oh, because yeah. it could have, some of this stuff could have been great for the holidays. Um, and I, I'm assuming that it's just a supply issue ultimately. But nice see, to start the year with some some new products. See, I like to think it was a headset event with these other things starting it off. Uh, but if that's not the case, then yeah, I think supply makes the most sense. Why? Why else would they cancel it? Um, I like to think that I know Apple, and that's been like the talk before, is that Apple wants there to be a room full of people, right, when they show off this headset. Yes. And I think maybe they were thinking October. I don't know. They started doing people, in the, but they still haven't done like a full live event. They've had people. They're starting to slowly get back. People outside watching the event. Now they did people inside watching the iPhone event. But it's still not 100% live where Tim Cook's on stage and John's on stage or all the people that are involved in this and Craig and everybody. But, like, it's slowly getting there. And in my mind, I think maybe it it was one of two things. Was it a scrapped uh, stuff that they filmed a while ago for an October event or was it for the January event for the headset? And then they were like, well, the headset's not ready yet and we're not doing it. So we're just going to release these now and just post the stuff with it. Um but supply chain is probably the most. If we want to just remove all the conspiracy theories, then it's no yeah, fun. It's, it's that a way. boring stuff. It's no fun. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we got new MacBook Pros. So we'll start off with the t- was it the Tuesday? I don't even know what days. The first announcement was new MacBook Pros and new Mac Minis. And like we woke up on what day was it? Was it Monday? It was supposed to be a holiday, but we ended up having to like, hey, there's a possibility that new stuff's coming out tomorrow. Yes, that was Monday. Um, so we'd heard murmurings for about 
a week, a week and a half that we'd we'd heard that there was something going on, but we just couldn't verify it. Yeah. Um, and then we were hearing more and more indications um, and more and more people sort of in the Apple community were saying something is coming. So it really did seem like something was happening. But the whole debate was Apple can do a, a, a Apple. Apple does briefings for the most boring, insignificant things. You know, when Apple releases a new um, a new set of workouts in, in Fitness Plus, they do a secretive briefing about it. So when just because Apple does a secretive briefing doesn't mean you know it's a new hardware product. So we were speculating, you know, is it really finally the MacBook Pro? Is it a bit early? We thought maybe these would be coming in March. Um, it, it's it, The timing didn't seem quite right. But then things something changed on Monday and everything was heading in that direction. And that was when we saw um, in regulatory databases new MacBook Pros. Um, and, and we knew that that's, that's, that was pretty much when it was it was game over. And but doesn't that, doesn't that, that, that happen were... beforehand or did someone just happen to like, oh, there's rumors that there's something coming out. So then they looked for it because like I feel like that all happened so fast. Like we found out yeah. that it's going to happen and then, oh, look, there's it's in the database. And then doesn't it take time for it to first pop up in the database and then release something or can it just happen at any point? It's probably was just chance that people were then looking around. Looking for around. Us. That's what I figured. Because it's like, I feel like it needs you can time. Check these databases. You know, we do. We check these databases really often. But yeah. if we check them every day, there will be no updates to them for six months. So we, we just don't and, and unless it's um, unless we're kind of expecting something because, you know, th these databases exist in almost every country. Yeah. Um, well, it was our friends up north. It was our friends up north that did it for, well, yeah. that uh, not really north for you, but north for me. Uh, that yeah. that was able to help us out. So thanks, Canada. Uh, appreciate you. And yeah, so we got new MacBook Pros, M2 Pro and M2 Max chips, um, which, so, okay. We've got a Mac Pro Mac Mini coming in. We have a regular base model M2 Max MacBook Pro coming in. And then I also maxed out i don't always do storage but i maxed out like fully cpu gpu and ram models for the m2 max because i'm curious is this now better than an ultra right i kind of feel like it might be like the studio i think well, well the thing is the ultra is basically two um uh, max chips glued together Right, so it's going to have double the number of of cores. So in single core tasks, it it won't be a drastic difference. But in multi core tasks, the ultra would still have the would edge. Would still have the edge, because I was curious about that. Like, how much better is M two Max? Well, I mean, they said twenty percent. So yeah, which we, which is the same for M two over M one. That's basically what they've been able to do with this generation of chips because. What they've done with these chips from an engineering perspective is they aren't really new chips. They're not new technology. They're, they're reworked technology. They're still based on five nanometers. So these are effectively um, the same the, the same chip technology um, that Apple has been using since the A14. These are scaled up A14s. They're heavily reworked. They've got different um, cores. They have different clock speeds, and they do have different custom technologies. So they are quite a long way from the A14, but we're not looking at a generational leap here. That's more likely to be with M3 at the end of the year where we make a big jump to three nanometer. Um, but it's it's a smaller upgrade possibly than Apple would um, would would lead you to believe, but 20% is still quite a lot. And in some tasks where you're really leveraging um, the uh, the way that Apple Silicon is optimized, there will be even, even better improvements. Okay, um, so... I have to admit that I, I don't remember the specs of the studio, and I'm looking at the studio now at the Ultra. Um, never mind. I take everything I said back. But there are times, and I've seen a lot of people say the same thing. They've used their M1 Max MacBook Pro, and they've used a studio with the Ultra chip. And for a lot of the stuff that they're doing, they don't really notice a whole huge difference. Like I've noticed that render times on a lot of like larger projects um, with a lot of stuff uh, especially a lot of effects and LUTs and everything added to it, really does work well on the studio um, with the Ultra chip. And the Max isn't that far behind, but like on basic everyday YouTube videos that I make for this channel here that's aren't, that isn't too uh, intense, like, I don't know, I don't really notice a huge difference in terms of performance. Um, and it's nice to be able to carry it around. So I wondered 
if the M2 Max would be my new, uh, new, you know, machine of choice here. But I'm looking at the studio. I don't think we went full blown when we got ours, but 64 core GPU is intense. <laughs> and so is 128 gigs of more RAM. When we see a, an M2 Ultra, which has got to be pretty soon at this point, because now you've got the Ultra offering, an, uh, you've got the Mac Studio offering an M1 Max, which is, that's the only remaining M1 Max that Apple sells now. Yeah. Um, so it's It's got to be phased out for a new, um, a new you know, glue these two uh, M2 Max chips together, and you've got yourself a, an Ultra. I mean, they're not really engineering anything well, new. Do you, think, just, just, do you think they'll just update the Studio base version and replace the M1 Max with an M2 Max version? As of right that, now? They could do that. They yeah. could do that, but it, where where the M2 Max is effectively physically the same chip as the Ultra, it, it, they don't need to really engineer something new and specific for the Ultra. Um, right. They've just got to make it. It's, it's more of a compatibility um, issue and, a, and an optimization issue. Um, but it's not like they're designing a separate chip. That's why it's better to characterize the Ultra as like um, a, a Max Duo. It, it's 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 more a it's more a doubled up version, which is why the cores are just doubled. Um, yeah. It's not like the the others where M1 Max is a fundamentally different chip to M1 Pro. Um, well, I say fundamentally different. It's the GPU that's different. The CPU is basically the same. Um, yeah, they're they're all a little bit closer than it. It first seems, I think. So that's good to know. I guess there's a lot of people out there. I mean, a lot of the comments that I saw were like, eh, I'm still good with my M1 Max. And you probably are, honestly. <laughs> like, I think this is not... And that's the thing with, with, with yearly updates and iterations like this. Like, you don't have to upgrade every year. That's not who this is for. This is for someone who might be on just an M1 baseline machine and they're looking for a little bit more maybe you can just jump up to an m1 pro or m1 max but why not try an m2 pro at this point it's going to be the same price um i mean unless you want to go refurbished or re you know or used but um and, and for people who are still definitely running on intel i mean just pick up any of these and you'll be fine um but yeah i mean they have to they have to add a, a new version every year um there's not a whole lot new to the design. There's actually nothing new to the design at all. Um, but there is some differences in the internals. Uh, Wi-Fi 6E now, right? Yes. Uh, and Bluetooth 5.3. Okay. Uh, Those are not sexy HDMI. specs, but... <laughs> oh, the HDMI yeah, is interesting. HDMI, yeah, HDMI uh, 2.1 up from HDMI 2. Um, yeah. And one extra hour of battery life as well. But you're getting that through the uh, efficiency of the chip, so that they are. I mean, it's enough to justify a, a new model. It's just a minor upgrade, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for new for new customers, especially you know, if you get this maybe through your through your company, if it's targeted at professional users, a lot of the time, this is a this is a worthwhile um, a worthwhile machine. Just not necessarily if you've already got um, an M1 based one. And even then, it might be worth it for some M1 users. If you need to use an 8K display, this is going to be a great upgrade for you because you can't do that right now. If you need um, to use an 8K. I want to know the yeah. person out there that needs to use an 8K display. Yeah. So that, uh, it's it's a very niche use case, but for those sorts I, of people. I have not used an 8K monitor yet. I have an 8K TV, but that's a little different. Um I've never used an AK monitor, but I just recall back, I think it was MKBHD, his video where like a long time ago they had this Dell AK monitor and they tried running anything on the desktop PC that they were using and it just could not do anything. Everything was so choppy. It was horrible. Um, I'm imagining that has come a long way, but in my mind, I still feel like anyone who plugs anything into an AK like monitor is still chugging along, trying to get their computer to keep up with that output. Well, it'll be interesting to see those sorts of uh, those sorts of use cases when when this machine is actually being pushed to the, pushed to the limits. The same thing applies with um, M2 Max because if you get that 96 um, uh, gigabyte RAM version and you get it um, with all the extra GPU cores and everything, 
it's, it's going to be interesting to see if that really is offering a, a serious new level of performance compared to the, the previous spec'd out version. You know, the M1, M1 Pro, M2 Pro, there's not going to be an enormous difference between those. But when you're pushing it and you are using an 8K display and this sort of thing, um, that's what yeah. I think I would be interested to see what it can do. So I could have looked this up beforehand, but I just genuinely didn't have time. And you're my Google of information. So I'm going to ask you, so not to put you on the spot, but you have to know this. Uh, oh, no. If I had okay. to do a conspiracy theory on the the update of that 2.1 uh, HDMI port that now allows for someone to plug into a 240, or it can go up to 240 hertz, right? Uh, yeah. Is that any any way stretching it into another display that Apple might have, or they're going to be outputting it? Because did they figure out a way to do this over Thunderbolt, or is this something where? Maybe they're like, you know what, we don't want to wait anymore. Users want 120 hertz, maybe 240, which I don't see them doing, but like they want 120 hertz. And we can do it through HDMI, through maybe a dongle or something. I don't know. Uh, that's my guess. Like, not guess, but that would be my like stretch well, theory on that. I think it's HDMI. HDMI 2.1 supports 240 hertz, which would Does, be would, way above ProMotion. Right. Did the well? I guess so, the two point probably still supported one hundred and twenty hertz, right? I I I I think so. Um, I would guess. So. I'm, I'm actually not. So never I'm mind. Actually not sure. the, um, I, I, but I'm guessing. The thing would. is, all of Apple's external displays, even going right back to the Thunderbolt display in what right. like two thousand and twelve, they haven't had HDMI ports. Apple's Apple does all of their display products for years right. have been entirely over Thunderbolt. Well, have they been able to figure that out? Does Thunderbolt 4 offer the ability to do this now? I know that was like a whole problem was that over Thunderbolt, it's just not possible to do 120 hertz right now. Um, but that was with Thunderbolt 3. I don't know about Thunderbolt 4. Well, I, I'm, I, I, this is something that I have been confused about for, yeah, for a while. So maybe someone listening to this could, no. could explain to us. Because honestly, I, I, I see when I hear that whenever we write an article and we say, oh, you know, Apple is rumored to be working on uh, an external display with ProMotion up to 120 hertz. Um, there's always a comment that says, um, or, or several comments that say, but the Mac can't support that over Thunderbolt. And I can it never can, quite understand. It and Renee explained this to us. When we had Renee on, he explained this to us. But I mean, that was that was ages ago at this point. And I, I can't, I can't remember. But Renee would be the person. We'd have to call him and sh like have him re-explain it to us. But like, there is a reason why it cannot support. I don't know if it's the Mac. I think it's the Thunderbolt. Oh, but, but maybe if it's if it's got silicon, Apple silicon in the monitor, then that's different. Sure, that could be. And, and I mean, I don't I don't know if that's part of it. And doesn't it already have? I mean, didn't the other one have an A14 chip? Yeah. So the Studio has uh, yeah. an A13. Um, but obviously that doesn't that's that's using it for things like center stage um well why couldn't they i mean i'm just saying them. it easily but yeah i'm saying it as if it's just like well just flip a switch and may use it for something else but i'm sure it's not that easy i think the, the point is is that it's it's a bit like when there are all these rumors of airpods um getting uh lossless audio yes bluetooth doesn't support lossless audio but that doesn't mean Apple can't find a way to do it. If Apple does yeah. that in future AirPods by creating like a local network that you connect to and then it streams it in, in a similar way to AirPlay, um, just because the existing technical capabilities can't do it doesn't mean that um, that Apple isn't going to find a, a unique way to achieve it. I mean, they're not going to plug into two different Thunderbolt ports to get more bandwidth. I, I don't know. It's it's something that's a bit beyond my, my, my level of understanding, but they can do it if they want to. That's That's all I know. Cool. Well, I hope they do because it would be nice to get a higher refresh rate. I know some people like scoff at that and be like, what's the point? But it is different when you come from another monitor that doesn't have it. And then you like, I have my Mac, uh, MacBook Pro from last year now. I guess it's outdated, the M1 Max. Or is that two years ago? When did this come out? Yeah, so it's, it's, it has been longer than you think. Jeez, I just don't. Yeah, this is October, right? Of twenty twenty one? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like time is time is flying. So anyways, this hunk of junk outdated uh it's still really good computer, by the way. Uh but yeah, when I go to that monitor, it's super nice to look at. It's a very nice display. And if I can have a bigger version of that and like get that it always gets me whenever you move it around, you're like, Whoa, this is so smooth. Like, I don't know. Is it necessary? No, it's not, but it is nice. Um 
it's enough to make a make a make a new kind of monitor with mini LED as well. Um, yeah, th there's enough there to justify having a, a higher price point, and maybe some more ports as well. Maybe an yeah. extra Thunderbolt port for daisy chaining. Studio doesn't have that. Uh, you know what I did with this uh, new MacBook Pro? I went 14 Go inches. I, 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 I like know. the 14. I have a 16 right now, and my whole complaint, why do I love the MacBook Air so much? Because it's actually pretty decent in performance, and I can carry it around, and it's super light. Okay, so I thought, all right, let's just go 14-inch this time and max it out. Well, and this see. might be the perfect sweet spot. Yeah, especially since travel starting to pick up now. I, I would feel much more comfortable bringing something smaller. Um, and if it has the same power, which it does, it's got the same performance and power as the the big guy. I don't know about the thermal, well, the thermal light. efficiency. Yeah. So you get four hours less battery life. That's it. Oof. It is nice to have this bat. The battery life on the the bigger guy is very nice. I'm hoping that I can stick with it, but a part of me feels like I'm gonna I'm gonna put them side by side. And but if you go from the 16 inch model, it's only three hours less. Because if you're going from the the M1 version, so okay, so technically hours. I gain an hour. I mean, I'm rarely yeah. not on like a power source, but I don't know. I'm going to give it a shot. If I can fully edit a video on the uh, MacBook Air and still have, like, battery left on a flight, I think I could do it here, too. Oh, yeah, you'll be, you'll be fine with that. That's primarily whenever I'm, I'm ever using the Mac, uh, not at a power source, is if I'm on a plane. And most planes now have the ability to plug in, so it's not the end of the world. So if you're thinking about any of the new MacBooks, that's uh, pretty much what you have. It's going to be exactly the same from a visual standpoint, and specs um, are mostly the same in terms of... Uh, the design and what you're getting. Same ports, just updated uh, for the HDMI 2.1. Um, you can get 96 Is that different? I don't remember what the max is. Is 96 gigs of RAM uh, yeah. the highest now? Yeah, that's new. Um, yeah. Previously, it was only a maximum of 64. 64. And then 128 is the highest you can get on any Apple Silicon, but that's only in the studio. Um, and then... Uh, you're getting the same Thunderbolt 4 ports. Again, 2.1 for the HDMI. Uh, Bluetooth, what is it, 5.3? Yep. And then uh, Wi-Fi 6E, which is nice. I, I would be lying if I said that I've noticed a huge difference with my Wi-Fi performance and my iPad. But you know, it's an iPad. I'm not using it a whole lot there at home. So. It just, it's just future-proofing. You know, when, yeah. when, when there's... Uh... When networks are really able to take advantage of this, yeah. um, and you've got multiple Wi-Fi 6E devices on the same network that are all yeah. dragging the network down, so maybe I can't that's really. It will be more useful. I can't really tell you. Um, I have the Google Wi-Fi with um, Wi-Fi 6E in it, and uh, I forgot what do they call it, but it's a great, great network. Uh, you should definitely look into that. That's, that's one of the only ones that I know that has Wi-Fi 6E. I think there's like a Linksys one out there that maybe you can get. Um, but Google's just pretty plug and play, and I already use a lot of their products for smart home. Which, by the way, smart home, HomePod, uh, we'll jump back into that in a minute. But uh, there was another Mac that was announced, and I think this is the one that everybody was like, yes, this is the best option. You can get a Mac Mini with M2 for $599, which I personally still wouldn't do the baseline model after my horrors of the M1 Mac. Uh, mini with baseline. I think 256 is what's killing it. The moment you start eating into your memory there, because it's only 8 gigs of RAM and it's 256 gigs of storage, and I'm guessing they're doing that whole thing that had the whole controversy about only having one SSD, right? The NAND stuff? Is it the same? Uh, I don't know yeah, the confirmation probably. on that. Yeah, so I'm guessing they're doing that uh, where you only get the one SSD instead of the two, uh, unless you bump up into the 512s and up. Uh, that's how it was for the MacBook Air. I don't know for sure if that's how they're doing it on the Mac Mini, but I'm guessing. So that really does, like, once you fill up that 256, you start getting into your virtual memory, and then it starts to slow things down. And I've expressed how I used to run the podcast off of the M1 Mac Mini that was the baseline. And, I mean, it was all sorts of Bluetooth issues that came out of that and performance, and it just, like, would just crash and when the program that we're using, for those of you who are curious, we use Ecamm, and it just could not handle it after a certain amount of time, and it was just having all sorts of issues. Um, and I switched over to the MacBook, and it's been flawless, right? I mean, we've had no issues since switching. For a while, I was blaming yeah, it on Heartland. That's my experience. 
<laughs> yes. Um, uh, I have a, an M1 Mac Mini. Yeah. And I have the a specced up version. And even with uh, 512 of storage and 16 memory, um, it's still uh, been quite a, quite a bumpy ride with it. And whenever I go to my MacBook Pro, which is a 14-inch M1 Pro version, it's it's so much smoother, um, even just for fairly basic tasks. Um, and I I would be hesitant to buy a standard model, but I would I still be open to it because I think it, you know that little extra twenty percent performance, um, even the media engine that you're not getting the um, the higher memory bandwidth, it should provide a little bit of more refinement. I mean, you like the M2 in the uh, the Mac Air, and that's not even active cooling. So I'm sure that the M2 in the Mac Mini with active cooling will be you know more than enough for most people. So for my use case, I think it's really important that I don't ever have eight gigs of RAM again. <laughs> I think that's honestly where the issue and, and and 256 gigs of storage. I think that's so when I, I love the Mac Mini or the MacBook Air, but when I had the base model, it was much of the same things. What happened was I updated that and went up to 16 gigs of RAM and uh, and a terabyte of storage and i have had zero issues when i did that and i would still recommend that for a lot of people out there who are looking for a laptop no matter what you're doing unless you're just browsing the web and answering emails and docs in which case i would just recommend getting an ipad because then you have multiple use cases and it's it's a little bit more of a diverse device but if you're like going to do anything else and it's going to be your main computer day to day um you know, even for you writers, how many times do you guys say you can't do everything that you need to do on your iPad because you just need the Mac OS operating system, right? Yeah. So I, I would I would agree with that. So I mean, I, it is much cheaper now. It's a whole hundred dollars less. So but that, like, that, that that will make it a little bit harder to decide. I okay, so here. I'm I mean, I'm not gonna pull up the screen just because I always mess that up when I do it, but let's just for those of you who want to follow along as I describe this to you. I'm on Apple's page, right? Okay. You can get the 599 baseline. And if you're an education, if, if you're in education, you have an EDU, you can get it for 499, which is wild. So, I mean, it's going to be hard for anyone to listen to me and be like, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to go with the 499 because it's cheaper. And I don't blame you, but I'm just saying, if you don't want to be frustrated with it, and if you plan to do just a little bit more than the average user, I would just be careful with that. So you get the 8-core CPU, you get the 10-core GPU. This is pretty much what it was last year, right? Uh, yeah. Or two yeah, years ago. Sorry, much. 2020. Pretty much. Three uh, years ago. Ugh. Three years ago, yeah. Ugh. Time. <laughs> I'm going to be 100 years old soon. All right, anyways. Um, 16-core neural engine. Nobody cares about that. Two Thunderbolt 4 ports, two USB-A ports, HDMI ports. So nothing's changed in the design. It's going to be the same. Um, but you're getting an M2. And then you can have the 8-core, 10-core, 8 gigs with 512. I mean, there's really no difference there. They're just upping the storage. That's 799 699 with the EDU discount. But where it really shines, in my opinion, and it's a lot more, but the M2 Pro, if you're thinking about doing any kind of editing, coding, anything like that, I really do think you can get away with this baseline 1299 um, Mac Mini. I really do think you can get away with that. Or you can bump up the M2 just a little bit more. Thunderbolt ports as well. Yes, I. Those Thunderbolt get... ports are valuable. You know, yes. it's standing up to the Mac Studio a little bit better um, because the the ports on the the M1 Mac Mini have always felt uh, a little bit uh, a little bit limited, and that's because it only has the Thunderbolt controllers for two ports, like on the side of a MacBook Air. Um, but with the M1 Pro, and you're getting the same thing as a MacBook Pro with a lot more connectivity. Um, you do have those extra ports, and those count for for quite a lot. I, I feel that it's quite a justifiable upgrade. It's a it's a lot more money, but you're getting double the amount of memory bandwidth. You're getting you're unlocking options for larger amounts of memory, larger amounts of storage. Um, not to mention the actual performance itself, um, and those 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 ports. And even when you think about how that translates to um, better external display support. If you are planning to connect multiple 4K displays, 6K displays, maybe you're using it with a, a Pro Display XDR or something yeah. like that. Um, it, it's giving you. It is. A, it is as you say. It's like a, a little Mac Pro. It's a. It's a lot more like a Mac Studio, I suppose. 
Um, so a lot of people uh, that would have bought the Mac Studio, this is really all they need. Right, and so that's where a lot, of, like a lot of the people I follow on Twitter and stuff, are all creators, big and small, and a lot of them are all saying this is really the 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 computer for everyone that's in that field or looking to get into that field or just wants to do anything. I mean, you can kind of entry level yourself. And I say entry level because it's it's really not like you put that in quotes because it's a it's a it's a nice machine. Or, you know, let's see if you're looking at the Mac mini, just the M2 model, you can do. I would say go 16 gigs. You can maybe get away with 512, but I would maybe do a terabyte. Yeah, you're looking at 1199 at that point. I would just say spend the extra what is it, $100 just to get the M2 Pro? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the machine I would look at. You're already getting the 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 RAM and the performance and everything. You're going to lose out a little bit on the storage because it only comes with 512. But um, that's, that's a huge, like, step up, in my opinion, for the Mac Mini. And, even, and I'm going to be curious to see how the uh, baseline M2 Mac Mini performs, especially compared to the other one. I didn't pick one up. And I feel like we should, and maybe I will down the road if people want to see that. Um, if you're listening and you do want to see that, let me know. But we did pick up the Pro because I think that's where a lot of people are going to be interested. Are you going to get a new one? Or are you sticking with the M1? Uh, I, I, um, and something is something you'll sympathize with as someone that sets up a lot of Macs and maintains a lot of Macs. But I want to long term just have one Mac. Because I don't like having to sort my settings out on multiple devices. Um, Because with a Mac, you really need to tweak it in a way that you don't with an iOS device. Um, So for me, if I I wanted to keep my Mac Mini long term, then yes, definitely this M2 Pro model would be the one for me. Um, But because I actually just want one Mac and the MacBook Pro will will do that fine for me, um, I've realized that's actually where I want to go with my long-term sort of Mac plans. Yeah. I want one Mac too. And I know this sounds horrible to say. I have too many devices here and there's too many options for me to use. And like, I just, I want one Mac. And honest, what what makes the most sense is just a, a really good laptop. And so, but I can't, I don't feel like I could rightfully go away from the studio either. It's just, it's too good as well. I don't know. I have to. I, I cannot wait to see how the M2 um, MacBook Pro, uh, the M2 Max MacBook Pro works. Because if it's good enough, the, the idea of being able to just take all my work with me, um, and then plug in and dock, especially the new Bridge dock. It's a great dock. It's very expensive. Yeah. And if you can expand that, if you can if you can get expand the the ports you're looking at as well, connect to a monitor. I mean, you're really not that far away from a from a Mac Studio. Like yeah, just a different form factor that is so much easier to take with you on the go. And that's the other thing with the Mac Studio. I mean, like, if the performance is, yeah, it's a little bit better, but, like, no one really needs this, which, like, no one really does, unless you're, like, in a high-end environment, uh, you know, super professionals out there making movies and music and anything, graphics, 3D design, modeling, all of that stuff. No one's really going to notice that huge of a difference. Like, I don't need any of that. I really don't. And I'm okay to admit that. Um, it's nice to have, and I'm certainly going to use it, but we don't need it. I can get by with this. I have it right in front of me. I can get by with this thing. Don't tell my boss that, but I can get by with just this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just like at the end of the day, you have to think about it. You have to get a monitor. You have to get your own keyboard and mouse. Like you still have to bring things to the Mac Studio, uh, and you don't have to do that with a MacBook Pro if you don't want to, although I know a lot of people usually extend into a monitor. So, do you have anything else to say about the new M2 lineup that just randomly dropped on a Tuesday in January? Uh, no, I think it's it's something that's been we've been feeling that it's um, it's overdue for a while, especially for the Mac Mini. You know that Intel model um, this time last week was still on sale. Um, that Intel model from 2018. So it I was feel really like this this plan just kind of happened. I don't think this was the way they intended to do it. I feel like. I feel like they just snapped their. If they were like, you know what, we should just release it now. Let's just do it. Let's pump it out next week, and it just kind of came about. Well, there were even rumors of a of a redesigned Mac Mini a, a long time ago, but yeah, I, I think Apple's roadmap for this whole thing has really not gone how they expected. I mean, I think that's ultimately due to COVID, because when they were planning out how Apple Silicon would work, they were not expecting that they would have a year and a half of people 
working from home and supply chain issues. You know, we may well have already had three nanometer chips by now. We probably already would have had the Apple Silicon Mac Pro. Um, so I, I think that it's all just been a bit chaotic. Um, and some of these decisions have been a bit baffling because we expected, okay, Apple's designing its own chips. Um, you know, we've had like clockwork, A10, um, A11, A12, A13 every year. So this means we're going to get Mac updates like clockwork, but we just haven't. And even now you've got um, the, Macs, the, the Mac Pro with Intel still with no sign of the Mac Pro. And then you've got other devices like the, the iMac, which they went to the whole bother of giving it this great redesign and these color options, um, this completely new device. But they're, now they just have forgotten about it and it's got the M1. So it's it's less powerful than your iPad Pro. Yeah. Um, and even you know, it, it's now what the only M1 device that's a latest generation M1 device. So it's all a little bit messy, but the more the more we go in the direction toward uh, you know, frequent updates, M2 should be in everything now. Um, you know, I, I'm happy with that. So are we are we assuming these iMacs and the Mac Pro have to be next and like soon, or is that a WWDC thing? Uh, Mac Pro has got to be soon, um, I think. Uh, the iMac has to be soon too. It's so outdated now. The iMac, <laughs> the iMac. What we're hearing with the iMac is that 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 Apple is waiting um, for M3. That they are skipping M2. Why? There will be no M2 iMac. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know why. Maybe it's because the iMac came out a little later. It was April 2021. Um, so it was later than this first generation of Apple Silicon Macs. Uh, but even the studio still got to come as well. You know, we, we were talking about that. We need we need that update. So I'd rather I, have I just a new wish iMac. that they would do these more regularly. Yeah. Just do these. Do just do them all at once. Um, but maybe we'll get there eventually. I don't know. I think for our wallet's sake, we probably don't want that yeah and also just for the sake of you know keeping keeping track of all the changes and everything maybe it is nice to have them a little staggered but well it is nice to have content i i will say you know the reason why i'm feeling busy is because there's actually new stuff in january and february and like that just doesn't happen and then you know even on the on the uh non-apple side of things there's a lot of stuff happening with other um companies you know samsung has an event coming soon that they announced um one plus i mean there's just like a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff coming out it's good good time for even though it's supposed to be kind of boring this year in the apple world which is a bummer to hear no one wants to hear that in january that like this year is going to be disappointing like no one wants to hear that but that's that's why they had to give us the home pod yeah well that's a good transition because speaking of disappointing uh i don't know it depends on who you are and how you look at this I know a lot of people were like, that's it. It looks exactly the same. Like, and it's got less tweeters. So it's what comes down from seven to five now. And it's a hundred, it's the same price at two ninety nine. Like what, what are we doing with this? I don't understand, but I'll, 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 I'll trust that Apple has figured out a way to make that the change on the internals either sound exactly the same or better. And I don't know how they would have made it sound better, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on the new HomePod? We got a new HomePod, everyone. A new full-size HomePod that looks nearly yeah, identical. It only, it, it only took them, what, seven years? Well, 2017 was when they announced it, but it didn't officially come out until 2018, right? Yeah. And I think they it was, messed around with the pricing. They added a whole load of new features to it that they didn't have at launch. So, And then they were just like, you know what? We're done. That was what twenty twenty one or was it last year? This I don't even know. It was sometime recently. They're just like we're done. This is this is an extinct product now, and I still have one sealed in the box, right? And they were going for like six hundred, seven hundred dollars, and I was like, I'm gonna wait even longer, and I'm not gonna open this. It's still sealed, and now they came out with a new one, and that value has just dipped significantly. If you hold to it for long enough. Well, yeah, sure. Like 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to make a little extra cash now. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have sold it. uh, I'm quite surprised at at how little has changed. Because although this is basically a completely re-engineered device, although it looks similar, um, every component in it is different. It's got the same... 
fundamental um, you know design in terms of its engineering and where the the different uh, components are located is more or less the same, but the whole thing is a different device. It's a different height, it's a different weight, it's got a different number of microphones, they're located in a different place in the device, um, it's got a different chip, it's got the U1, um, but it's not, it's not introducing a large number of new features. It's not giving you really a different experience to if you just already have the, the original. Well, which is you... why I feel it's a bit strange. They misfired with the original. Why? Yeah. Why just I... reintroduce the same thing? Is spatial audio new? I felt like that was already. That's not new. That was yeah. already on the. Why did they list. advertise that as if that was like <laughs> something new? Um, so I'm trying to think what is new. You've got thread support. Well, thread um, and matter and matter you've... too, which is nice. Yes. Um, you've got the temperature and humidity sensor, which is nice for your smart home. Um, and oh, I, I missed that. Got, and it's in the uh, the HomePod Mini as well, coming via uh, the update. The, the HomePod Mini always had it, um, the component oh. inside. The How did I miss that? And now uh, they're just turning that on. So now all your HomePod Minis um, in the smart home will give you your... Oh, cool. So if you go in the cool. home app, it'll just be like, hey, your HomePod's here, and it happens to be 72 degrees in here. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then you can use that to trigger automations. and um, But it's it, that feature's been in the Mini since launch, um, and they've just left it. So that, But anyway, the new the new big HomePod has that, and it also has the U1 chip, so you can get that that handoff experience that you get with the Mini, which I is terrible. virtually never use it. Um, <laughs> It's better than it was on the original home. I, I was going to say, really I think the work. the original, I have an original, I'm pointing off camera here, over there. And anytime I get close to it, it like tries to do something, but then it just doesn't do any handoff. And then on the other one, I feel like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that feature works very well for me in general, but. It's better with U1. It's better with U1 in, in the HomePod Mini because you get that, you get the vibration as you go closer and closer. And then. I can see what they're going for. It just doesn't work all the time. Um, it sure as hell doesn't work the way they advertised it in the video. Did you see the video where no. they talked about, they showed off, like it was just in the, you know, they made a video. It wasn't to the extent of, um, it was just a product video, you know, just they do those. They that That's not like event specific. They do make these where they describe the new HomePod. But like it was just this girl walking into the room and she like first, I think she triggered Siri and she asked it to uh, turn the lights or was just like lights on. And uh, it was like immediate, like the moment she said the word lights, the lights turned on. I'm like, okay, calm it down, Apple ad. It does not work that well and it doesn't work that fast. And then she like did the handoff and it was just like a little boop and it worked immediately. And I'm like, no, that's how it's supposed to work. But it does not work that well that quickly. I just don't think Siri is that fast either, unless that's something new and that's part of the new processor power. Well, it should be it should be faster because when the HomePod was originally designed, Apple didn't process Siri requests locally, whereas now it should be done even if you have no no network connection, um, theoretically. So having the S7 chip from the Apple Watch, um, which is even more powerful than the the S5 in the HomePod Mini, should mean that anything that is processed locally should be better. Um, oh, yeah. I also am hoping thermal will be better because the original HomePod, especially with some of the updates, which have been very rocky, can get very hot. Um, and that's actually what has killed a lot of them is just how hot they get. Um, hmm. So all of this is obviously a step in the right direction. I think the new display looks nicer. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that is one of the only visual things. Is I, I thought it was smaller. I, we, we don't know that for sure, but it's just it's a different design on the top just a little bit. It's more in line with the iPad or the uh, HomePod Mini than it is the original HomePod. So that's what maybe looks like it's a little smaller. And also they extend anything that happens on screen to the full edge. So basically that's only going to be with Siri. And you get that colorful looking Siri animation. That's going to go from like edge to edge, which does not on the original. Um, does it do it on the Mini? I don't use the Minis all too often, so I don't know. Yeah, so they're, they're completely different displays. So it's it's not um it's not really a display it's just leds under glass that's how you get right. that sort of appearance for siri and all it will do is it will show you green if you're uh having a phone call white if something is playing yeah. um 
you know, red if there's an issue and uh, uh, you obviously get the Siri waveform. But the um, the original HomePod actually is does have a display. So the volume icons on the original HomePod are actually um, appearing as pixels on a display. Whereas on the HomePod mini, they're just printed on. They're just printed on top of the glass. Okay. Um, so it's, it's just a different technique, but it does look nicer. Um, it does make it look a little bit fresher. And there's other things like the, the cables removable now from the back. So if you're getting it up on a shelf or something, um, it's, oh. it should be easier to handle. And I also there are little refinements to it. Um, and obviously where it's lighter and a little bit shorter, um, even the color options. So you still get it in white, but there's no more space gray. It's only available in midnight now. So okay, it but it looks exactly the issue. same. No, it doesn't. What, no, but once you once you once you realize this and it's not it's not gray, you do see it is like a slightly navy. I'll I'll um, I, don't like I didn't it. I actually ordered the white one, so I don't I don't know now. I should have I should have gotten a black one. I really like my HomePods, and when they inevitably die, because they will with that A8 chip, I've come very close to having some of them killed by. I think it was the the HomePod OS fourteen point. Two or fourteen point three, the one that was killing everyone's home pods. It it very nearly killed mine several times over. Absolutely roasted them. You could feel the heat coming off them like a log fire from a distance. Genuinely, that's how hot they got. And so it's a miracle that they're still alive. But I'm sure that you know they are going to die um, at some point. And when they do, I am glad that I can replace them with something. It's just a little bit of a shame that. It, I, I feel like they didn't have to do a lot. Like they could have done something with surround sound, which would have been interesting. They could even have put a display on the top so that you can actually see what track is playing. Yeah. Um, or the progress for a track or anything, even just something little um, to make it feel, or given it Bluetooth. So it could, it could rely on Bluetooth if your network's patchy. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just literally didn't do anything besides re-engineer the inside, which no one cares about because they can't see it, and if it doesn't sound dramatically different, no one's going to care. Uh, and then they didn't give it any extra features. Like I think I was mostly just thinking, like, yeah, surround sound would have been great. Interaction with the HomePod Mini, like, could we hook up four of those together, like two, two big ones and two small ones, and figure out a way to do it that way? I don't know. I feel like people would want to do that. Why can't we connect them together? I, don't, I have no idea, but especially you with you one. Right. You should be able to get that spatial awareness between HomePods in a new way, not just what it was doing with the A8 in the original, where it's working out where it is in a room. I, I feel like there's potential with this, and maybe they can introduce more with software updates in the same way they did with the original HomePod, where they added voice recognition, where they added Dolby Atmos, where they added um, lossless audio. All of these things came over time. Um, and even the ability to... Um, uh, well, as I say, just to recognize different people's voices. It did not do that. You couldn't even stereo pair them when they first came out. So maybe there are more software features in the pipeline now that they've got the hardware across the mini and the big one um, to parity. Maybe there's an opportunity for that, but I just feel like I needed something more from this hardware. Even if it was just like an audio jack in or like an Ethernet port or something, just anything to make me feel like this This is. This is trying to do something different or even a lower price point would have would have been fine it's just a bit strange that i, I can't i can't work out what the strategy is here maybe in a year they'll drop the price by a hundred dollars and they'll introduce a new kind of home pod with a well, screen that's and then this will become like an entry-level model and it will make there's, sense there's no way the one with the screen though is going to be replacing the price point of three hundred dollars that's just not happening because if it's what it's supposed to be where it's kind of like an ipad built in with a home pod and then uh, well, although, so what, let's catch up on that because those rumors have started to ramp up a little bit too. Um, is that going to be an iPad that when you dock it changes over into a HomePod related thing? Or is this a, you need to buy a specific iPad looking device that only comes with this. And like, you know, how, you know, like the pixel one, you get the tablet, right? And then you can buy this extra docking accessory and then it becomes the same thing that we're talking about where once you dock it, you can it opens up the Google Home app in like a stripped down form and it's able to basically be that all-in-one home hub device where you have a display to it. But then you can remove it and still use it as a full-on iPad. With this, and I've only looked at some of the rumors recently and briefly, is this going to be the same thing or is it a stripped down device to where it doesn't have the full extent of an iPad? 
Well, I think that we're not sure yet what form factor Apple is looking at. It looks like they're looking at three different sorts of devices and working out which combination is best. So they're looking at tablet form factors, um, whether this is, even yesterday we were hearing that it would be kind of like an iPad with a magnetic back that you can adhere to different surfaces around the home. So that doesn't really seem to have any HomePod element to it. Right. Then there's a version of it that's on a robotic arm that can follow you around a room and has like a HomePod built into it. And then there's a version that is a HomePod merged with an Apple TV um, that has a camera for FaceTime calls, but it's also a little bit like a sound bar, but with the Apple TV built in. So it may well be that Apple is actually working on a range of home products and a range of HomePods um, and Apple TV and HomePod um, all become the same kind of line. And even with what they're doing with tvOS, maybe tvOS will become, as rumored, it will become HomeOS. Um, and then that will also run on these little tablet-like displays that are a bit like an iPad, but a much more simplified experience just for FaceTime, um, you know, browsing um, and maybe some video. But you're not going to be... It would be like Apple TV, basically. Um, so I think that's where it's going. And that's fine. I am excited for a product like that for some reason. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, that's the HomePod. It uh, basically is a giant HomePod mini uh, with like two exclusive features, room sensing. And it says spatial audio is also the exclusive feature. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I don't think the mini has a spatial it, audio. According to Apple, it does not. And it does not have room sensing. And then obviously it's bigger, so it has a better uh, array of tweeters and woofers and all of that but uh everything else is exactly the same stereo pair multi-room you get series voice recognition and intelligent assistant i would hardly agree with that statement but uh then you get the i did not know about this temperature and humidity sensor i must have missed the ball on that one um i actually think that's pretty cool and now well i guess maybe it just didn't matter because you couldn't do anything with it but now that you might be able to like that's that's cool. So that's really it. I mean, it's a lot, but I don't really have anything else to say about it until we get it. It'll be nice to like test out the new Macs, and um, you know, you can follow along at Mac Rumors YouTube channel and MacRumors.com for all of the extensive coverage. And then we'll be getting into what's next. Is there another event still happening potentially? Uh. I'm not sure. I think we probably will see an event before WWDC um, because they've got to get Mac Pro out. Maybe we're going to get this preview of the headset, but there are things mounting up at this point. Um, I think that's that's enough. I swear if, if Apple does a, a March event and it's during my planned third time trip to Disney, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, no. If it's the headset event as well. I am, yes, exactly why I am. All right. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to end on a negative note. Uh, <laughs> catch us in the next podcast. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Okay. See you later.